Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. Um, hey, Will. Yeah. Guess what? What? This is episode 121 for the week of April 5th, 2020, and we are coming to you live from the Pro Talk studios. In uh, did yeah? Did you get like what the hell happened yesterday? I, with the weather? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No idea. Well, was it? No, was it the night before that? With Friday? Yeah. When it was like sleeting? Yeah. And then we have today, which is going to be like near 60 degrees. Minnesota weather. Oh, my God. Minnesota April is like the weirdest thing in the world. Oh, is there no audio? Apparently, there's no audio. Oh, snap. Hold up. Hold on. Let me check this. Oh, no. I'm talking into the mic. It doesn't matter if you can hear me. I should have had everything set up. Hold up. Let's see. Oh, we're muted. Is there audio now? Yeah, we were muted. <laughs> audio issues on the live stream. Great. It's okay. You know, we're back. <laughs> hey, what's up? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Hey, Will. Yep. You Should we just, like, fucking straight up redo this? As in... Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your, your, my weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 121 for the week of April 5th, 2020, and we're coming to you live from the Pro Talk studios in now 60 degree weather, Minnesota, what was a couple days ago, not that at all, sleeting Minnesota, and we're back. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man in the Minnesota rocker gear, Will, <laughs> a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. I noticed your shirt, too, so I'm yeah. like, wait, is so he wearing the shirt, too? He's the wearing the shirt, too. one E poking out, you noticed that was yeah, the, the rocker jersey? Yeah! Uh, Will, how are you doing today? Doing fine, man. How are you? I'm, uh, I was confused at first, but now I'm okay. Okay. Because <laughs> we're back. Um, first and foremost... Welcome to everybody who is joining us live. Beth, Dave, Marmar, welcome. Natana, of course, hello. And what's up, Voodoo Man? We got show notes to follow along. You do. If you type an exclamation point show notes into the chat, it'll pop up. We have other commands, too. I added them yesterday. Ooh. Yes. Like, just the social medias and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all in there. Um... But yeah, welcome one, welcome all. We got some stuff to talk about. Will, do you want to know what we're going to talk about today? What do you got? So we got a new grassroots member has been announced a staggering, Will, staggering amount of tournament announcements and results to go over. Our weekly topic of the 343 Industries Pro Team, um, a discussion around COVID-19 and potential game delays in the reflection corner. Marmar, we're still waiting on those... Uh, Sound bites, like I said, hsprotalk at gmail.com. Send them over our way. Uh, we have some Halo news, including information on the upcoming MCC Halo 2 flights, and then we're rounding things out with a little video game discussion of things we played throughout last week. But without further ado, let's kick it off with COD, another game's watch. And guess what, Will? We have jack shit. Yeah. You know why? Nothing's happening. Right. We're still waiting, so... Also, what's up, uh, uh, Jeebs Beebs? Yeah. 
I, I totally, I'm really sorry if I mispronounced that. My apologies. Also, uh, we'll shout out fo follows at the end of the stream. So if you do so, don't think we forgot about you because fuck no, we didn't. Don't worry about it. Um, so Cotton Other Games Watch, the CDL. Yes. Right. We, when there were events that were taking place in the CDL, live events, um, we would like, we do recaps of them. We just talk about them briefly during this segment of the show. Well, the CDL is not doing live events because of COVID-19. Um, and they're currently in the process of doing an online format, but those details haven't been solidified yet. So we don't have a lot to talk about in regards to that right now. Um, but as soon as that kicks off fully, then we'll talk about that later on down the line. One piece, um, the Rocker Royale took place. Yes. Do you, who won that? Um, so it was actually Scraps and Wooskins yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. Which that's was right. awesome. I've, uh, Wooskins have been, has been streaming. He's been playing with a lot of uh, other streamers, and he's a god at freaking Warzone. So no surprise that he would take that home. Absolutely. Sweetness. Thank you for that update. Um, hey, Will. Yeah. I think it's time for some competitive news. First up, signups for Blue Team Tournament's April 11th tournament is now open. This is by Blue Team TO over on Twitter. Signups for the April 11th tournament are now open. Signups end April 10th. At 11.59 Eastern Standard, okay? Eight-man, top four advances, a single elimination until the finals, and the finals play three games, highest total score wins. Um, it's a free-for-all, by the way. That's why it's like, it, in a 4v4 double elim setting, those like those pieces of information wouldn't really make sense. Right. It's a free-for-all, okay? There you go. That's There you go. Um, next up, the Halo 2 Real Ones Halo 2 Project Cartographer FFA tournament has also been announced. This is by H2SL at Reddit, and uh, it's taking place today, as a matter of fact, at 2 p.m. Central Standard. So in two hours from, well, less than two hours from now, that tournament will be taking place. So we'll have results and recap stuff next week. So stay tuned for that. And then also, I imagine that... Uh, Maddie over at noobcombo.com will shout you out later on in the show as well. I imagine he will have a recap up on that site later on, either today or tomorrow. Um, and then we also have another tournament that's taking place today. Pen Halo Halo 3 2v2 tournament's been announced. This is by Pen Halo uh, today, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard, which is also 2 p.m. Central Standard, so the same time that the FFA is taking place. First place takes home a $50 Microsoft gift card, second with a $25 Microsoft gift card, and third with a $10 Microsoft gift card. And again, I imagine Maddie will have information on that uh, later on, and then we will talk about the results next week. Um, and then probably the biggest news announcement this week that took place in the Halo sphere, competitive Halo sphere, SWAT Nation officially joins HCS Grassroots. So this is by HCS. It's a tweet, and I, and I quote, Join us in welcoming the newest member of the HCS Grassroots Community Tournament Organizer family, SWAT Nation. SWAT Nation has done a fantastic job building up the community around everyone's favorite no-shield mode, and we're eager to support their endeavors. But not to be outdone by that, SWAT Nation then announced their next tournament, which is called May Grassroots Be With You. Uh, registration deadline and bracket and draft are on Monday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, tournament start time is Sunday, May 3rd at 2 p.m. Eastern. It'll be a $1,000 prize pool. $500 going to first place, uh, $300 going to second, and $200 going to third. It'll be on Plaza, Truth, Regret, Eden, Coliseum, The Rig, The Pit, and Fathom. Um, you'll be using an H5 Mag, uh, so H5 Magnum and Halo 2 BR. 
It's going to be to 50. The pre-made game type will be available in Twitch Naptime's file share. And the example is like grassroots H5 mag or grassroots H2BR. So you'll that might be what they're called, but look at that file share. It's Naptime's with a Z, by the way. And well, that's it for the competitive news. Upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs. But before we get into that, uh, Jeebs Beebs, and if I'm mispronouncing that, let me know. I have an Oculus Quest arriving tomorrow. Can you recommend some real immersive games to get me started? I'm not hmm. much in the VR well, sphere, so. If you get an Oculus Link cable or a supported USB-C cable, then you can do Steam VR, which means you can get Half-Life Alex, which just recently came out and has been getting rave reviews. But yes, Dave is also correct. Super hot. I heard that new Walking Dead game is really good too. I have heard that, Dave. Um, yeah, uh, Pistol Whip. Again, that's in Steam VR. I don't know if it's on the Oculus Store, but Pistol Whip is fantastic. And then, yes, Beat Saber. Absolutely. All right. Sorry. A little bit off topic. But VR is fucking sweet. Um, upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs as well. Saturday, April 11th, Pro-Am Series Halo 5 FFA, Blue Team Tournaments Halo 5 FFA, and Big Old Boss Halo 2 Classic Tournament of Power 1v1. Check out all the information to those in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. What's up, Recon? Good morning to you as well. Will, are you ready? Because you're gonna have you're gonna have the time of your life with this next one. Okay? The time of your goddamn life. Will, what do we got next? Rustermania! All right. <gasps> Let's let's get started. We have the Europa Halo Double Series Division Three rosters. For the record, we almost didn't have roster media today. This yeah. is a late minute edition. Sweet. So by, go go for it. Will. Um, out of Group A, we have Team PX. This includes right off the bat um, X. Is it? I don't even know how to say that. X, yep. This is. I told you you're gonna have a doozy with this. Zerthos? Zerth yeah, Zerthos. Sure. I don't know. I was just about <laughs> um and then DG Penguin Core. Um team Halo Portugal is Quick Bite 17 and Mr. Messias PT. Team Ricoso is Coso and LD Ricky. We have Eggs Alpha, which is Eggs Pepper and Spirit of Killer. We have FC Zer, which is Pinzucka and Kronos. Uh, we have Final Vipers, which is Jingle203 and Banished Dukes. Team New World Order has Bali Hagas and Car Carnabo. Sure. Jeez. Um, we have Team PMP, which is Morga and Morga 2, or 1-2. Awesome. Uh, group B, we have Old German Man, which is uh, Ferox TTV and Alien NJ. We have Team Kinzerk, which was Betrayski and Insetic in SK10. 
These names. Oh <laughs> These my God. names are terrible. Team KIA is shifty with a bunch of numbers. And then Swiss roll 88. I took out the time to type the number. You know, I just, I, because I had a feeling you were going to, you were going to read them anyway. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I, you know, let's just throw them in there for fun and see what happens. Uh, say new LRGR Lagur. I don't know. It's, uh, from, from mix and M2 squared. <laughs> I appreciate the French though. Uh, I was gonna say, I thought like, yeah. I like yeah, I'm gonna type that out too because I think that is French. All right, team. No name is Raz to N and Gawase HCS. We have Firebolt Melee. This includes Blood Cults and I'm Now. Uh, you're in trouble, Boomy and Spectre, and then Unknown Demons is I'm gonna say Pixlar and Stratic. Stratic, yeah. Sounds good to me. Out of Group C, we have Team Absolved. This is <sighs> come on. Nice Meester and it's Boca. Team Eggs FR is Eggs Joska and Kane Highwind 99. Demonica Purple, Double XL and Lindsay. Team Unlucky, I'm going to go with Newbie and Broken Prom. Team Fat and Ugly is Luckless EU and Kamekaza. And then um, Team Boonk Gang is Mikrin and Jax. Ooh, team, team, Kamgi, Kamgri, um, is Kamza and K2RD Gree. Team Lay Teletubbies, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was pretty good too. Is UG Nini and Solar Zeus. Team West One is Super Unicorn and uh, Val. I'm gonna go with just Val. And then Team KIZ is Danzy, EU, and Maratones. Perfect. We, we, God. You did a phenomenal job. Uh, butchered probably more than a few of those names, but. But is it your fault that you butchered them or is it their fault for having their names like that? Yeah. Hey, make better gamer tags. Come on. Throw Will a bone here, please. Jesus Louisers. All right, let's move on. We have some tournament in league recaps to go over. You got um, lots, Will. Yeah, there's a ton and more names. I'm excited. <laughs> but hopefully these, I think these are going to be a little bit better than everything else that you basically just read. Okay. So the first recap we have is Tourney Times, Sniperino Cappuccino, 3v3 results. In 7th through 8th, we had Team Zero, which was Devil Dog OG, Simply Fear Me, and Requiem. And Team Bruh. 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 Which was YNG Guns, Riggy the Rod, and Best Damage. I like Riggy the Rod. That's pretty good. It's a good, it's a good name. Rolls off the tongue. In fifth through sixth, we had Quick Scopers, which was Suppressal, Gunplexion, and Persecute. And then Golden Dawn, which was NSG Serial, Smoke You Dig, and Sucka. They play together a lot. They do. They do what they do. In fourth, we had SMH My Head, uh, TTV Halogen, Tyrant, and El Halo Elite. In third, we have Honey Nut Helios which was Stress, Batchford, and Disruption. And second, we had Did You Eat Your Vegetables? Super CC, Tolik, and uh, Manny. And in first place, we had Max Mask on Falcated Bound and Sabinator. They've been dominating the H5 realm pretty much all these online tournaments, which is just nuts. Next up, we had Wenzenthal's 
affiliation SWAT extravaganza. Whew. All right. In seventh through eighth, we had MX Drip, which was Drip Drip Double in TWMX. And then Team L Apollo, which was LXJ and Apollo's Nine. I think you killed that one. That was perfect. In fifth through sixth, we had Clutch Punja, Insane Reflex, and Clutch Domes. And then Raised on Serial, Raised Wolf, and NSG Serial. In fourth, we had the Ringers, Odyssey, and Kamuri. In third was Lil Chad, which was Lil G13 and Kakashi. Where's the Chad come from? That's what I'm curious. Uh, second was 360 Gun, a Sam 360, and Gun Lane. And then first place went to page one, Nap Times and Spar. Next tournament we have Halo 2 Real Ones NOS Tourney V2 4v4 tournament results, seventh through eighth. Sep did 9 11. Which was MVC, Fuji, Sep7, and uh, Chackstick. And then Money Badgers, which was Driven, Squanto, Allen, and Euphoria. In fifth through sixth, we had Red Shots Randoms, Red Shot, Zyph, uh, Chrisurm, and Spacky, and then Stormy, Stormy Sluts. Wow. Um, St- yep, that was Stormy, <laughs> t- <laughs> Timeless Brute, Pablo Sins, and Brody Liquor. In fourth, we had Havoc's Halogens, Havoc, Revert, Yo Mom Loves Me, and Scion. <laughs> you like the Your Mom Loves I Me? Loved it. Tag? I loved it. Um, in third place, we had Zildjian's Dirts. This is Zildjian, Prawn, Frenetic, and Kid Mode. In second was Mines Maniacs, Mines, Hypox, Moniz, and Vigilin? I think it's Vigilin. Maybe? I think it is too. I, yeah. In first place, Monsters, Minions, Monster, Neighbor, Faisal, and Doherty. Next up, thus uh, there's more. We have Why Not Be Reckless, Halo 5, Don't April Fraud Me, Money 8's tournament results, 7th through 8th. He winning this JK <laughs> includes JK, Vi, Mopsy, Spar, and Don't Want No Smoke. Don't and Want No Smoke. Flurious's Kittens, Fluriously, Wrapped in Dream My Reality, and Big Daddy Maine. Or mine. I'm going to go with mine. I kind of want, I just. I, I know, uh, for policy. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. In fifth or sixth, we had He Went to Jared, which included Jared Holick, uh, GNS Pro Shot, and Athropex. So just to give you a heads up, if you haven't figured it out now, every team name has one of the players' names in yep. the name. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right. The gold standard includes Gold Star BR, Monsters, Bacon Blade, and EG King Box. In fourth place, it went to It's a Turtle Race, which included Turtles, Clap, Capels, sorry, J. Esther, and Sushi. Third place went to Swish, Wash, and Repeat, which included Nikolai, Nightmare, Swish, and Tray Cycle. Ooh, so many names. <laughs> sorry, all, right. all the names. Second place, El Halo's Defeat, Barbie Boy, Bards, El Halo Elite, and Fear the Beard. And then first place went to Don't Stress the OBJ, Kilimanjaro, NSG Serial, Stress, and Volt Shot. Moving on, we have Penn Halo, Halo 5's 2v2 results. 7th through 8th was Team Need Match, which was Talik and Mr. Soul Snipe. And then Where's the OBJ included Nikolai and Eurasian. 5th through 6th, we have Team Matrix, Torlava Tor and Kibble and Bits. And then OvoXO, um, Article and Question Mark. So I don't think... 
I mean, obviously the person's name isn't question mark, but like you couldn't find the name of it. It wasn't even in the bracket. So I don't know. I don't know who that was. Yeah. No idea. All right. Fourth place went to Antimatter Gaming, which was Karma and Vemzy. Third place, Guitar Hero Dude Stinks was the Gold Star BR and Guitar Hero Dude. Second place went to Team Sound, which was Sabinator and Bound. And then GBX, Septify, and Renegade JW. Next up, GT Halo Quarantine Schoolyard Halo 5 4 before results. Told you there's a lot there's of a them. lot, man. There are. I, t- there, I told you there are a lot. Seventh through eighth. Curthys Von D, Spilly, and I think it's flop. It's it's Fiopi. I'm wondering if it's floppy. Just I think different. it is. And uh, then Batchford, and then Rapton Critty, one eight hundred get fives <laughs> and LD fifty. What a great, what a great gamer tag. In fifth through six, we had Butter Sauce, Alki, X Man, and Courages. And then Appear Whiskers, Seesaw, Dream My Reality, and Requiem. In fourth, we had Chrono, I Don't Win Enough, Aaron, Res- Aaron Respect, and Borgie. Third place went to Naxus, Jasu, Just, I think it's Venom, and I Am Tooth. Second place went to Monsters, Sylvanic, Friction, and Beast. And first place went to Strawly EU, Blue Houses 8, Shabby Dagger, and Kimbo. And last but not least, we're, we made it. Um, breaking the Clutch Halo Wars 2 Charity 1v1. 7th through 8th, Ambush and... Or it's... A, I, th- I think Abumash, it's... but it's... Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And then Mighty Hoax. And then 5th through 6th, Exo Kaboom and Almirante 99. 4th place went to Liam White. 3rd, Power Mose 114. 2nd, EOD Spartan 7. And 1st, Rock Generation. Yes, Rock Generation back on top. Whew. Surprise Almirante was not in the place, like not a higher placing. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't play your best or maybe. And it's been a while since we've had a Halo Wars 2 event. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's definitely been a while. And then the other thing I wanted to do, I wanted to shout out um, nap times, as a matter of fact. Because in that Wesenthal's tournament, I believe that they came from loser's back bracket to win that tournament as well. Like I went back and I watched some VODs and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that they came back and they won that via the loser's bracket. So that's cool. Just want to give a shout out where a shout out is due. You know what I'm saying? All right. Sweet. Um, Will, shall we get into our topic? Yeah. So the topic of this week's show is, is it hurting or helping competitive Halo in having a dedicated 343 Industries pro team assisting the dev team? Okay. Not like, yeah, yeah. And then should settings be left to the pro players themselves? Should the 343 Industries pro team have actually more say than they currently do? So the reason why I included that last question was because based off what we've learned since Halo 5 had been out and everything is that it appears as though they didn't have as much say as we thought they would have Yeah. at that time. So that's why I included that last question at the end there because there's a new pro team for Infinite. There you go. Um, let's go through the replies and then we'll we'll put our two cents in. Chat, absolutely put your two cents in as well while we're reading through these replies. 
So on Twitter, Zach Johnson states, the pro team's best functions so far have been in acting as a BS filter to prevent awful ideas from getting into the game, like no descope and undropped, uh, undroppable flags. They're valuable for the integrity of the game as a whole, but let the tournament organizer choose their own settings. Okay. Ryan states, the game should be balanced and competitive out of the box. End of story. I pray that pro team can help make that happen. Agreed. Soundwave states, build a good casual game that we can prune our own settings and niche from that, as always. Halo 5 was shit because it forced me to be one type of player at all times. Okay. Michael states, don't let anyone from 343 create competitive settings. Let actual pros who play the game consistently at a high level create them. Gert states, remember that open letter to 343? Devs don't always know what they're doing when comp is concerned. Salerno states, I appreciate you having a dedicated uh, team for, for competitive Halo. That said, some parsing of competitive settings needs to happen between social and ranked. The studio has done this to a degree. I think it needs to go a few steps further. Okay. John states, it's helping having a dedicated pro team. Competitive settings should be a collaboration between 343, the pro team, and the pro and player feedback. However, 343 should lean heavily on feedback from the pro team slash pro and am players and focus on competitive integrity and balance. People do, do people who do not play the game at least slightly competitively should not have the final say in competitive settings. Imagine if Halo 5 launched with the competitive settings we have now. Would have been much better for everybody. That's, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that statement a lot. Uh, Zakarian states, Having a pro team involved in the development of the game helps guide devs in the right direction on making a game that's appealing to the competitive gamer. The entire community isn't all competitive gamers, however, so their influ influence should only go as far as matchmaking. And even then, matchmaking has its place for casual gamers, so possibly have the pro team take charge in all things arena, and then let's uh, the dev focus on the actual casual settings. Okay. And then Moses states, Considering the history, I don't want the devs involved in the esports settings. I don't want settings being dictated by people who have never played a competitive 4v4 match in their entire life. That's how we end up with no skill ARs and radar. Okay. So that's that was on Twitter. And then on Discord, High Tech Red Dead states, I've wondered about this a lot since my understanding has always been that Bungie didn't really have an interest in esports, so the pro players and or MLG came up with the settings. I wasn't really around the scene back then, so not sure how all that worked, like how much, uh, say, pros had. But in Halo 5 specifically, it seemed like with HCS and the pro team being employed at 343, it was pretty limited how, how much, say, pros really had when it came to settings, maps, etc. It makes sense, obviously, from a marketing standpoint. Uh, they're not... They're not going to want pros playing settings that make the game vastly different. Same reason Activision would never let the pros compete on a COD uh, that wasn't the, the current title, even when the current title isn't a good game. I don't mean current game is in Modern Warfare, just whatever the current title is at any given time. I think ideally you'd have the pro team, but let them have pretty much full control over the competitive side of the game, and also that they work closely with pro players to work on settings and changes that need to be made. Awesome. I'm going to increase the size of my text here. All right. And then Silo states, we'll never know the full impact of the pro team, but I definitely think they're very important if you like the HCS settings. However, there's a lot of Halo 5 players who do not like the settings, specifically the non-competitive players. The question for Infinite, I feel, is who do we want to appeal to? If we want to appeal to the current or old school Halo fans, give the pro team full control. If you'd rather try to appeal to the casual fans, then I guess use the pro team to make sure the settings aren't completely broken. I definitely can't iterate enough, though, how important I think the pro team is if you like the current HCS settings. 
I don't want to throw stones at 343, but I do believe they're making games for a different demographic than the competitive community. So having the pro team there is our, is our um, in-house voice to help steer us clear of certain issues when you start taking the game a little more serious. If you want a list of some changes made or things influenced by them being there during H5, check out some of these things quoted from Neighbor that they helped with. Uh, D-Scope. You can't grasp the amount of time, effort, and energy our team has spent on making sure this feature was implemented within our game. Flag dropping. Casual community could care less if they could drop the flag or not. This was solely implemented to help better competitive play. Enabling the back button for the scoreboard while moving. Another feature that no other community within our game would care about at all. This feature is a necessity for the competitive players. Providing design direction to help create a balanced version of strongholds. Pre-ship gameplay was entirely different. I'm not going into details, but it was not acceptable for competitive gameplay. Helping with the tuning process of almost all weapons within the sandbox. We wanted to help create the most balanced Halo 5 sandbox as possible. Is our sandbox perfect? No. But I do believe we did our best to ensure that all weapons within our sandbox are viable upon pickup to kill enemies. And then creating as balanced spawns within our current system. We spent many man hours providing high-level feedback on spawning within each of our arena maps, which I feel hold up to this day. Sure, spawns are easy to predict on almost all of our maps, but in which Halo... But in which Halo were uh, in which Halo response not predictable at the highest level of play? And then High Tech uh, finally states, "I agree with Silos. I do definitely think the pro team is extremely important. I just wish they didn't have to. I guess get approval from three four three to make changes that the majority of the competitive community feels like would be better for the competitive." That's probably not worded quite right, but for example, I like I've heard with Halo Five that the pro team wanted to do things like take out AR starts, remove Spartan Charge and Ground Pound, etc., much earlier, but weren't allowed to. It'd be nice if they were given enough control just over competitive, the competitive playlist, I mean, to be able to make those changes. They mentioned that with the new engine, it'd be easier to make changes than it was in older engines, so hopefully we won't have to wait two to three years for good competitive settings. Will, your thoughts? My thoughts. So, um, having a pro team, it's, so, yes, when we look back at the older games, you know, Halo 1, Halo 2... Halo 3, they were created, released by Bungie, no pro team there. Yep. And then when the game came out, the competitive settings were kind of created around that. Yes. Um, and I think now that we're getting into like Halo 5, it seemed like it was really hard to make those changes in game to get the settings we wanted. I don't know if that's the way the game was built or what it, what, what it was about it. Um, also, we got Breakout out of Halo 5, which was supposed to be the competitive mode which is unlike anything we've seen in Halo. I don't know what the pro team had a say in that or if they had a say in Breakout, but right. I mean, we got it with Halo 5. Um, I get kind of both sides of the coin here. Um, if the devs are creating the game with n no competitive settings in mind, they're just going to create what they want. Right. Um, but you do need a balanced game for competitive. The thing is, is I feel like most games nowadays, the game comes out, and whatever settings they decided to put in the game kind of determines if it can be played competitively or not. Maybe if you're designing a game and all of a sudden a competitive player says, oh, we don't like that, we need that changed, it could change so many things within the game. Right. Um, at this point, Halo has a track record and a history of what people think it should be. Yep. So that's kind of what people lean to when they're looking towards a new game. Don't off Those people often don't like the changes that kind of you know, that can come along with that. Yeah. They, so, they aren't really susceptible to change. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, having a pro team, is it helping or hurting? I think 
I think it's it can help in some areas and hurt in others. That's where I'm going to go with because it's kind of a cop-out answer, I feel like. but No, it's not a cop-out answer because you're right. From what we've learned, having the pro team during Halo 5's development definitely helped in some of the competitive settings like Neighbor was talking about. But like Beth stated in Discord, they didn't get everything that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have to go through 343 first. They have to go through the higher up people in the food chain first to determine whether or not something's going to be there, whether it be in a separate playlist or just in custom settings, whatever it is. Sure. So, yeah, I don't. So part of me feels like, um, you know, we have 343 now running the tournaments with HCS. Correct. So whatever they put in their competitive playlist is going to be competitive settings. Yep. Now, when you had MLG running it back in the day, before there was HCS and all this, MLG were setting up the custom games to run, picking their settings that were available to them through through the game. Correct. So right now you do have devs basically picking settings for a competitive area. Yes. Which is kind of weird because they're not the competitive community or the scene. Right. Right. So having the pro team there can help navigate that a little bit. But when the pro team is saying, hey, this is what Halo esports should be or look like, and they don't get it and they get some facets, then you get a broken situation. And then we talked, but then we get back to what we've talked about multiple times before is that you're, you're not going to make everyone happy regardless of what's there. Yeah. Right. You could have, you could have. 99.9% 99.9% of the settings that people want, but there's just one thing. Just one thing's different. Here, Here's what I'd like to see, honestly. Go for it. What, what would you want? No pro team during development. You release... I, I like I like what Modern Warfare did here. I, I They released the game with what they wanted in it, right? Shotguns, C4, Claymores, it's all there. Oh, God, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. The pros played the game when it came out. Yep. They took the feedback of, hey, this is what the pros don't like. This is what shouldn't be in competitive because it's just going to break it. Or like dying stupidly to a Claymore placed mid-map and the, someone camping in a corner waiting for someone to die for yeah. it. Um, and they they then trim the competitive settings down to what the pro players like, which what is in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of get competitive formed around that. And then now we have CDL playlists in the game. After the fact, because those settings are in stone. So why not bring, like, build your game, wait till it's done, bring the pro team in after that and be like, okay, play test this for competitive. We want to know what needs to be taken out. Sure. What needs to be um, changed, balanced, scaled, whatever, and then move forward. Because I feel like they're giving, maybe the pro team is having, um, influence during the development cycle and then maybe that's messing things up for the overall game if that makes sense sure like things i don't know or just hell give us the option to toggle radar or uh, spartan abilities on during during a custom game so we right. can make those settings ourselves right so yes helping in some areas hurting in others absolutely um you know what when you were when you were first talking about your point, I'm thinking to myself, at first I don't agree. And then the more you went on about it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's not necessarily a bad idea. Because 
if we put, like, let's say, for example, here, so like you said, the game comes out with the settings that the developers had intended for what their game is because they're the ones making the goddamn game. Yep. Right? Then, now that it's in matchmaking, right, now that you don't have the same studio consistently playing it, bringing in some play testers, but not always the same play testers to play it, right? Once it's finally out there and you have the matchmaking, then now you can determine how people are going to play these maps, how they're going to use these settings, so on and so forth. And yeah, the more you kept talking about it, the more I started agreeing with it because (laughs) once it's been out in the wild for so long and you have that player feedback, um, from the thousands upon thousands, maybe hopefully, hopefully millions of people that are going to be playing your game, right? Once you have all that, then those pros can take that in, like the pro team can take that information or just listen to the pros in general. Maybe you don't even necessarily need a pro team at that point. Yeah. You can just have a dedicated forum place or you can be on calls with actual professional players, yeah. so on and so forth. And you can implement settings that way. I agree with the custom settings. You should always, everything that is in the game should be like toggleable, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side, the the argument that I would say to having a pro team there from the get-go is you get to be able to see the development process from the beginning, right? So you get to see what that dev's vision is or what, what the studio's vision is for what that game is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then having that pro team there at the get go, um, if I could tweak something and I don't know, I don't even know if they're doing this. If I could tweak something, I would say, have your pro team. Sure. If we're going to stick with this format, right? Have your pro team, but then also bring in pro players that are going to be that, you know, are going to be competing in your game, right? Have those people come in for play tests as development continues. Sure. Because then, I mean, with this pro team, you base they're basically like on that they're they're not de- they're not necessarily de- developers but they're within the same umbrella right yeah so they're consi- con- consistently playing it day in day out but that brings me back to the point like you were talking about getting it out in the wild if you have so many more people playing it you will learn so much more about what's possible because that's how glitches are formed. That's how button combos are formed, right? You would yeah. never have known unless somebody else found it first. Right. Like, so, who knows if they knew about Spring Jump before? They didn't. I'm guaranteed yeah. they didn't. And uh, Vetoed put out a video recently, which we have in Community Creations in regards to sprinting um, and well, uh, Spartan Charge, regarding Spartan Charge. Mm-hmm. And uh, he included a snippet from like a GDC talk when they were talking about what the plan was for Spartan Charge. The plan was, well, one of the iterations of Spartan Charge was when you Spartan Charge, your thrust is removed. Like, you would be using, you would be giving up your thrust for Spartan Charge instead. So you, but if you play Halo 5, you can Spartan Charge and thrust right away when you're done. Yep. So, clearly there are things that are, like, have been found after the fact that they did not know about. And that only happened because it was out in the wild. Right? So, if you keep the pro team method... I would hope if they haven't been already bringing who you know are going to be competitive players in your game into those play tests, having them frequently working with the pro teams themselves because they're the ones that are actively playing every day. And when you bring them in throughout the development process, you can see the changes that hopefully are being made. And that way in the event infinite comes out, 
like when Infinite comes out, you can have those competitive settings day one. So yeah, I'm trying to give both scenarios, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I think because personally, I would love for the game to release and then you have your dedicated playlist right from the get go. Because what a lot of like uh, what a lot of younger people might not understand is that MLG that playlist in Halo Three and whatnot wasn't there at the get go. Right. It was added after the fact, once the settings were figured out, right? That, that honestly, looking back at games, that has been the best situation. Right. Even uh, Call of Duty World War II, the competitive playlist didn't come out until, I think, four months after the game released. And it was... it. And then the games, the new one's coming out eight months later. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of... At that, you again, Call of Duty, you get a new game every year. So that's something different. But... um. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's, I, it's hard. It's hard because we're not there. We don't, we're right. not, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and just see yeah. what goes on there. What is actually happening? Um, get some information, but, um, who knows? Let's read yeah. through some chat. So, okay. Um, all right, let's see here. We got a lot to read through. Um, so recon states, I agree with Moe's, uh, Moses pro players with that, with the pro team should come up with the settings and such. High tech gave the arrow as, and I also agree. Um, sweet. And then Dave states, I personally think they should develop the multiplayer in a competitive nature before developing the casual elements. Um, but they should be focused on polishing the esports setting shortly after launch. No game that's big in esports is using the same setting that it worked that it was shipped with. Overwatch has uh, six same champs for ranked, is my example. Six same champs. Oh, like champions? Like heroes? I'm confused. I don't know what he means by that either. Sorry, Dave. I'm catching up now. So if you could provide context, that'd be great. Um, and then hot take. Anyone that expects the game to be competitive esports ready at launch isn't being realistic. Okay. I c- so that's where I agreed with Will's statement where I'd be I'd be fine with the game fully releasing first and then having settings determined after that once a shit ton of people have been able to play. It's just what I hope is that everything's just fucking perfect it's, when it's it comes out, right? Right. Because wouldn't that be amazing? But I mean, obviously the world is what the world is. Um, and then he asks, how would you guys feel if they did the COD change and went from 4v4 to 5v5 or 6v6? I'll let go ahead. I'll let you answer first. What do you think? Hmm. And I will not try to be swayed by you. Okay. With your swooning voice. <laughs> it all comes down to if the maps and settings support it realistically. Yeah. yeah. But with another player on the field, think how much harder flag runs would be, how much chaos there'd be in a stronghold or king of the hill. Um, would you be able to follow with how much is going on with a 5v5? Like that's, that's my one thing, too. I mean, in the new Call of Duty, I've noticed it, too, when you're watching a ranked match or watching CDL, the amount of times they switch players because, like, on a um, respawn game mode because of just how fast the deaths happen. If that was in Halo, it would be nuts. Like, it, Right. I, I, that's, if I had a gripe with the CDL, it would be that, that the, the camera switching between players is gets a little crazy at times because the there's so much going so, on yep so often and then but maybe with like the time to kill being 
lengthened in a Halo title, mm-hmm. maybe that would be better then. Yep. Well, then you got to look. Okay, so you go 5v5 versus 4v4. Your sniper has four bullets in that magazine. So you're if you get that power weapon, you're never going to be able to clear the team. You know what I mean? Okay. Two rockets. Now you can take out two, but they still have an advantage. What's the point of going for rockets? You know, okay. type of thing. It would change a lot. A lot in Halo. Positioning would be almost even more key to go to 5v5. It would be. Um, but like you said, so my point is, yes, maps would have to basically dictate that, mm-hmm. right? Um, there would, but like you said, there would also be a lot of gameplay changes that would need to, t- that would probably need to take place in order to move towards the 5v5 format. Um, I, what I, ah, this is such a weird hypothetical question. If they went to a 5v5, a 66, fuck no, get out of here. That's <laughs> like, we're reaching BTB territory levels here. And I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh, I think. And this isn't coming from like, oh, classic Halo is the best type of Halo. But like, I don't know. I've always gravitated towards. But then again, it works in COD. Man, it'd have to be a drastic change. I guess I'd be, if they did it well, I'd be fine with it if it was 5v5. It all depends on how it would be implemented. Right. But but then another thing. Would it be Halo at that point? Why not? It's still the fucking Halo game. It's true. I, this, um, I, the same could be said about Call of Duty. It wouldn't be Call of Duty at that yeah, point if they yeah. went to 5v5 and they did. So. Um, it would be a shakeup. It would bring different team dynamics. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't see the same four people running together all the time anymore. I mean, probably the, still the same groups, but um, hell, I'd, if, as long as it worked, I would, I would welcome it. Okay. Um, and then uh, Beth states, for sure, I mean, look at COD. Competitive settings don't usually get ironed out until a month or two into the game. Um, and then she said, hell no on 5v5. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave, they're still doing tweaks. That CDL rule set is updated almost bi-weekly. Now that I reflect upon this, it um, Pro Team helps for one core reason. It motivates 343 to make the game easier to change or tweak. If it's easy to tweak or change after launch, the game can be polished really quick. That's what they're touting with this new engine. Right. Um, I'm wondering, so people have been saying we should have had a beta by now. Yes. With a new engine, do you think it's because they're building it for the capabilities of Series X, where maybe they're not ready to get it back to a Xbox One kind of setting? Now. <sighs> or is it because they just want to keep it secret? So here's the tough part. With... Let's take COVID-19 out of it completely. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, even when COVID wasn't a thing, we didn't have any room or anything that a, that a beta was coming. Right. So let's take COVID out of this and let's base it off what the information, like at that time, the information that we had, right? Usually, now I'm not a game developer, so I can't speak realistically to this, but from what I've heard when games are made, they're basically made with those limitations in mind of the previous hardware that it's going to be on. Got it. Right now. That's not necessarily the case all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are touting this as a game that's able to be played on the entire family of Xbox one consoles. So Xbox one, the original, the Xbox one S the Xbox one X and the Xbox series X. Okay. It'll be able to be played on all of those consoles. 
Yeah. Sorry. Dave says, fuck that. Series X is an excuse. We can run a beta on the PC. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I have serious doubts about running Halo Infinite smoothly on an original one. We already see MCC. MCC it's is a having frame rate issues. Yeah. Halo 5 has issues still, I'd say. Um, but yeah, if they they got to fix something within there because I'm ha- yeah the frame issues I'm having on MCC are horrible. But maybe, maybe this could be a a good point towards the subspace engine, since it is a new engine. Maybe this engine scales well with older hardware. Possible. That's that's the only. G- getting back to the topic of a beta, it it could be like. I, I don't know if it's based solely on the hardware issue. I just think that they weren't. Maybe they just weren't ready to show it off yet. No. Maybe they were waiting. I think they were just waiting for E3 to have like the mega dump of information. Probably. Right? Like this, this MCC thing where they, where they kind of like just ghost released Halo one on PC, mm-hmm. right? For, via MCC. Like they had that, they had that teaser of a video with no release date and then like the next couple days, boom, here it is. Yeah. It's out. So they won't do that for infinite, obviously. But I think the reason why we haven't gotten a lot of information is because E3 was going to be their big Xbox series X. Here's halo infinite running on this motherfucker. And here's a huge info dump on everything that's coming. Yeah. Right. And now with E3 not happening and we have, we're going to talk about it in the reflection corner as well. Um, Microsoft will be doing their own digital event. And I hope that you don't need a live audience for it. So I I hope that we're still able to get all that information. People are working from home. It's a different environment. There's a different kind of workflow now. I can only be hopeful. Yeah. But I'll have to wait and see. I do. um, It could be that we... So we saw with Twitch rivals and MCC stuff going down. Yeah. Maybe they're also in talks with Twitch to do like a beta thing. Just like, didn't they have a, was there like a call of duty? There was another beta that they had a Twitch rivals thing with where people were basically playing the beta, but it was like, a still competitive. I don't remember what it was at this point, maybe a while ago. Never mind. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to remember. I mean, they could get pro players to come together and play a beta and do like a, maybe there's talks of that. Maybe there's just scheduling issues that they're ironing out before they drop it. Right. I so. I think it's, honestly, I think it's all of the above, more than likely. Um, okay. And then high tech, I, I'm going back in chat, remember, so I'll catch up in a second here. But high tech states, and that's also why I'm not really a fan of having a new game every year. It feels like the settings are finally on point for the last two tournaments and it's finally getting really enjoyable to watch, but then it's time to move on to the next game. And in talking about COD, right? And that, that now I know I make the joke all the time, Halo Infinite, Infinite Possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe this game lasts longer than what is a traditional Halo title. Um, But no, I that's... With Halo Infinite and it at least being a three to four year game, right? You have the time, you have that luxury of having the time to to fine tune those t- settings, to make the changes as you see fit and so on and so forth. But going to Beth's point, that's one of the reasons, and I know this isn't a one year game, but that's one of the reasons why I just wish that everything is ready day one. Because you, you have your jumping off point. You can make tweaks if you need to. Don't get me wrong, because they will. They come out with updates all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's what I just hope. Just want those settings day one locked in. Everybody knows what to play right from the get-go. You can start practicing immediately. 
and we can see the talent that comes out of it. That's the only thing I can be hopeful for, even though I, we'll see. Um, and then Dave states, agreed. I hate that. I love this new modern warfare. I've spent so much time on Warzone on the CDL playlist. It's going to be nothing by this time next year with black ops remastered coming out. Um, and then high tech agreed with you. Will let the pro team figure out the best way to go with competitive with the game that they've been given. All right. Um, and then Dave, at this point we should have a public beta. It's early enough to give us a taste and see if it's so, if it sours us, if it sours us, they can work on it between now and the launch to make it better. Recon says big facts. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then going back to our kind of discussion earlier, Dave states, wait, shit, are they keeping it under secret, uh, super secret because of the pro team? Like, why would they need the public test to see, uh, if they have a solid test team? Big brain move right Ooh. there, Dave. Um, oh, oh, season one of Overwatch let you have let you have a team of six Tolbjorns and ranked. Oh, holy shit, that sounds terrible. Gotcha. Ooh. Um, and then Beth states, "I hate five v five and COD." <laughs> you know, part of me, part of me hates it too, just for the fact that like. I don't know, but then again, I love like feeling that I can go fast in COD and like not have to worry about anything. But the yeah. problem is, I just feel like I die so damn quickly in COD well, that yeah. there's always somebody right there. So that's the reason why I don't like five v five is that I feel like I don't have a ca- time to catch a breath. Um, that's just me though. Sure. Dave says, "Fuck that." Series X is an excuse. We can, oh, and yeah. then we can run a beta on PC. Um. And the best states and having a beta on older hardware would be nice to make sure it runs well on these consoles. Yes. Yes. And then um, Dave mentions Valorant, which was the Twitch drop thing. But oh yeah, yeah. Which then, I got into. I'm so excited. Yes. And then Dave says, if they do that, I'll be pissed. I wouldn't honestly consider not buying the game if the Twitch rivals reveal like Riot did with Valorant. Um. Uh, Beth states could also maybe increase sales of the series X. Like if it looks and runs good on OG Xbox one, one S et cetera, maybe you'll have people look at that and end up, uh, that and want to buy the series X because it's going to be even better on that. Of course, the same could be said for, if it runs like crap on old consoles, forcing us to buy the new box. And then Dave states, they'd be, are you saying they'd be capping? the market and that's bullshit we'll just look at how apple used to slow down their old iphones oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. um and then if how maps are designed i wouldn't enjoy cod in 4v4 people would flank Wait. your team every fight why is dave why are you what did i say you just typed fuck you will oh it's it's copying they'd be copying the market and that's bullshit Oh, you didn't for Valorant? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. So funny story. Um, I was at work, and to link your um, Riot account to your Twitch, you have to do it on desktop. My work computers did not allow me to. Right. I messaged Joey and gave him my passwords. and <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got me copied, and then I just kept uh, – I watched Dr. Lupo all day on my phone and just kept it, like, on in the background, and nice. I luckily got in. You know, you can always, like, switch to a desktop view – it, no, it wouldn't let me do it there oh, either. Bullshit. I tried. I I tried. Dave said, nope, was watching the whole time. Get fucked, Dave. 
I'm sorry, Dave. And then Marmar states, 5v5 COD is amazing. Halo 5v5, however, could be fun as long as the maps are made with it uh, in mind. Valorant looks like a big fat meh to me. Um, next week, we're going to talk more about Valorant. Yeah. Because you would have played it, more people would have played it, and we can see where things are going to go from there. Yep. Um, so next week, we'll have in COD and other games, watch, we'll have more Valorant discussion yep. too. And I'll talk about how bad I got shit on. It's okay. <laughs> I, dude, you are better than me at mouse and keyboard games. Nah. I would get fucking just, I take one step forward. It's <laughs> just done. Like, well, that was fun. Um, all right. So let's, let's cap off this, this discussion here. Three, four, three, having a pro team. Does it hurt or help? help in the overall scheme of things. I'll say it helps. I agree. Because at least from what we've heard with neighbor and halo fives development, at least we got some of the changes. We didn't get all. So they didn't implement all the changes that the pro team wanted, but at least they got some. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on board for let the devs create what they want to create, put the game out and then fine tune the settings after because something can be said for limiting someone's creative mind. Right, it could hurt the game. It could hurt what their the full vision is. I would like to see the game release with how they want to make it, and then tailor the settings. All right. And then uh, Dave says helps. Beth says helps. And then Marmar states, honestly, we don't need a pro team from the get go. What Halo One through Three did seemed to work because pro made competitive settings with what they had. As long as we have the freedom to toggle and change things, we can just do it ourselves. Right. We did talk about that previously, Marmar. So we did. Yep. That's. That's kind of right on point with what I was saying. Yes. Um, that's it for our topic of the week. So now it's time. Hey, Will. No wind chime. <laughs> no wind chime. Just do it and let's move on. All right. No wind chimes. Damn it. So the reflection corner. Um, COVID-19 and delays. That's what's going to be here because there were there was a big delay. Yeah. That's taking place. And it's not necessarily because of the the development of the game itself, but because of the logistics behind it. Yes. So here we go. The Last of Us Part 2, one of my most anticipated games of the fucking year, has been delayed indefinitely. This is by Naughty Dog. This is their post. As you've likely just seen, the release of The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach out to all of you in our community to give you a little more information. The good news is, we're nearly done with development on The Last of Us Part 2. We are in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistic issues. We were bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair to all of our players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. We wish you all, your families, and your friends the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continued support. Stay safe. Naughty Dog. So Jason Schreier of Kotaku put out a tweet as well. This is what it states. The Last of Us Part 2 was on track for May, multiple devs say. 
The primary reason for the delay is the challenge of printing, shipping, and selling physical games right now. Going remote has not stopped those working on the games, such as QA, from crunching. Hopefully this delay helps. So there you go. There was another Kotaku article that came out a while ago in regards to uh, crunch and Naughty Dog specifically. I highly recommend you go read that if you have the time to. Um, But in terms of this delay, it really just seems like, hey, we're not going to be able to sell as much as we would want to because of not being able to have the physical game on physical shelves. Mm -hmm. Therefore, because of COVID, let's wait and... We're going to push the release, even the even the digital release, we're going to push it all until we can have physical games on physical shelves. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. Without saying that. <laughs> because realistically, and this isn't to sound like an asshole, but realistically, it's it all comes down to money, right? A business's job is to make money. Right. Therefore, if they're not making the most that they can possibly make, then they're not... that the, Sony is not going to be satisfied. So... Naughty Dog will not be satisfied. Um, but yeah, I hope, talk about it all the time. I really hope this thing passes um, quickly. It, it will pass in due time. Um, follow the directions of the CDC, the WHO. Find credible sources. Not going to name other names. Um, but yeah, stay safe out there. Be good to one another. Everyone will get out of this eventually. And when that happens, we'll get the last of us part two. And I'm be really happy. Um, and then remember what was it a couple weeks ago? I think where we talked about the Xbox series X and the PlayStation five, the technical details yes. of both. Okay. So Ryan McCaffrey of IGN had an interview with Phil Spencer. Yep. Okay. Um, he did a little retrospective of said interview and took things into his own words because, as you know, Phil Spencer is an incredible person to interview. He does interviews very well. He's also, like, he also knows really well how to hold things back. Like, how to not give you a lot of detail, right? Because he's he can't. Like, it's, it, he can't do it. So, here's an interview retrospective by Ryan McCaffrey of IGN from his interview with Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. I'd like to do a quick thread reacting to my interview with Phil Spencer. See, I think Phil said a lot without explicitly saying anything. In other words, you have to read between the lines. It's understandable as he has to be super careful with his messaging right now. Here goes. A caveat to this. Because he didn't explicitly say this stuff, these are my interpretations and should not be reported on as fact or taken as gospel. Only Phil's words should be reported on. I reserve the right to be wrong. There you go. So we are not stating things on Ryan's behalf as fact. Okay. This is just his retrospective, but I think a lot of this has some awesome merit to it. Okay. So the big one price, I no longer think the Xbox series X is going to be $600. I think at worst it matches PS five. It may beat it. Phil says he's staying agile and has a lot of support for Microsoft leadership. In other words, they're ready to react to Sony. Price part two. The staying agile on price is probably also related to the global economy, which, as we all know, is currently not in good shape and may get worse. But either way, it sounds like Phil has the green light from uh, Satya Nadella to go at a lower price point if he wants. 
Again, none of this is fact. It's just opinion. Phil, in his very humble way, says he's confident that the Xbox is more powerful than the PS5. Quote, when we finally saw the PS5 tech reveal, I felt even better about the choices we made on our platform, and I kind of expected we would. End quote. He pretty clearly says that regardless of what hurdles COVID-19 brings, the Xbox Series X launch is going to be a simultaneous global launch rather than a limited territories launch necessitated by supply issues. He says that developing the software, i.e. games, from home during this has been challenging for the teams, but that no one game delay, not even Halo, would hold up the hardware launch. Let's pause for a second here. Everything that we have come to know was that Halo Infinite and the Xbox Series X would launch at the same time. According to this, if Infinite gets delayed and the Series X does not, that Series X is coming out and Halo is Halo will be it later. So just keep that in mind. I thought that was a very good point that he put in there. I like that. Um, speaking of games, and this is more reading between the lines on my part, it sounds like we shouldn't expect a huge day one launch lineup, but rather Phil is aiming to have a steady flow of Xbox Series X games. I asked about Sunset Overdrive's unfortunate lack of success, and he seemed to take blame for it, seemingly suggesting that it was basically a victim of the Xbox One's bungled first couple of years. He seemed to really feel bad about it. The optical port has been removed so A, they could spend the money elsewhere, and B, because they have data on how many people use it, and they obviously felt like it wasn't enough people to keep it. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Damn it indeed. Um, it sounds like we should not expect many or any more Xbox games on Nintendo Switch. And pre-orders will happen later in the summer, which means we may not learn the price until then because you need the price before the pre-orders can happen. Mm. So there you go. I mean, so biggest thing for me is price on that because if we have what happened with the previous launch, Sony won because of their price. They were $100 cheaper. Yes. Um, like you said, little Timmy and Jimmy want the new box. Mom and dad go to the store. Oh, this one's 100 bucks cheaper? Yep. Yep, we're taking that. And now, uh, in both consoles' cases, oh, it'll play the older ones too? Yep. So they're definitely going to go for the cheaper of the two. Exactly. Um, I like, yeah, the staying agile is great. Yep. Um, hopefully that means we'll get a better price point than I like that they're able to be reactionary. I like yes. that. Um, because, and that's, I mean, we talk about the price being cheap or cheaper than what was expected. And now, um, you know, we're sad there's no optical port, but that right. could be, you know, extra money that we're saving because... It's not there. Right. Um, and if you it, think about it, like in my mind, like in one console, right? An optical port. Oh, it's fucking like pennies on the dollar. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of these things, right? Yeah. Those pennies add up pretty damn quickly. Yes, they do. Um, Dave says that means I have to buy a new headset. Uh, yep. Uh, I will probably just, I'm hoping they keep the jack on the um, controller and probably just use that. That's going to be my go-to. Or if you have a nice little setup, Halo, uh, the Xbox one, uh, companion app on PC, so I can just run my PC stuff through. It'd be cool. I just won't have, like, in-game voice. Right. But 
you know, no oh well. You, you got to take what you can get, right? Right. Um, um, Dave, that, go ahead. I was going to say, he also <laughs> asked about Halo Outpost. Um, so we talked about it on a previous episode. Yes. As a matter of fact. So Dave clearly has not been listening to every episode of HGS Protog. Everybody shame him, please. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no. So they, t- um, Dave, who was it? Do you remember who did, who sent out that string of tweets? I don't remember, but basically it was because they're waiting for infinite, right? So to get yes. those new details into outpost. Yes. Um, Dave, I promise you. And there was no, like all shit talking aside. Uh, there is, um, in one of our episodes, in one of our previous episodes, there was a tweet or a thread that one of the people behind Outpost talked about what the plan was for the next season, I guess you could say. They're basically skipping 2020 altogether, like Will said. Yep. Um, and this was before the COVID-19, any of this happened. So their plan from the get-go was to wait all of 2020. And then when infinite comes out and and all that's taken care of, then 2021 would more than likely be the beginning of the next iteration of what outpost is to be. Uh, they didn't say anything about, um, like I, I, I believe the format will not be the same. Like they're not going to, they're going to have new, um, attractions, so on and so forth. But yeah, I, I don't remember the episode that we talked about it in, but I know it's in one of them. So as you continue to listen, you will get there. I promise you. Um, but yeah, that's that. Yep. All right. And then the last piece of the reflection corner, before we get into the news, the ESA sets dates for E3 2021, a reimagined showcase will take place June 15th through the 17th, 2021. This is by Rebecca Valentine of GameIndustry.biz. And I quote, The ESA has announced the dates for its next E3 conference, June 15th to the 17th, 2021. The news was shared with partners this evening with the ESA saying that it would hold a, quote, reimagined, end quote, event next year. E3 2020 was canceled as of last month due to COVID-19, with the ESA saying at the time it was, quote, exploring options with our members to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in June 2020, end quote. However, there is currently no update as to whether or not the ESA is still planning a digital event for 2020. Meanwhile, IGN announced earlier today that it would host a, quote, summer of gaming, end quote, event during early June, one which would include partnerships with publishers such as Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Amazon, Google, Twitter, Devolver Digital, and THQ Nordic. So they're basically trying to put on their own E3 all digitally, because for those who don't know, uh, IGN, GameSpot, um, kind of funny, I know it does theirs too. Uh, they they have interviews with the developers on the show floor, and it's like all day during the show floor days that you can, they can watch these interviews. Yep. So the fact that they're bringing this all to an online format, I think that's fantastic. Trying to keep normalcy and obviously try to get as many viewers as you can oh, yeah. over on their platforms. But yes. no, like I love this idea of trying to keep this idea of normalcy along with the shit storm that's going on outside. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why like everybody talks about, Oh, if you're working from home, right. Remember to shower, like do you try to do your normal routine that you normally do every day, yeah. have a separated space for your workspace and then take breaks 
Like get out of that area, go do something else for a little bit, make sure to take your lunch, so on and so forth. It's trying to keep that normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the topic of the Series X and whatnot, Beth states, worst case scenario, I'll have to buy the new Xbox specific mix amp that I'm sure they'll pull it out to work uh, without an aux port. I'd rather not have to do, of course, since the one I have still works fine, but I haven't bought one in two to three years, so I'm kind of due anyway. Uh, Beth, I'm basically 100% right with you because I also have my 2013 um, Astro A40 mix amp that still works to this day. Blows my fucking mind that it still does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've always, I've been continually, will, I've been continually looking at the T40 one for the Xbox One because in this room we have the Xbox One and then the PC, so it would work mm-hmm. out fine. But every time I look at it, I'm like, mine does work still. Yeah, don't. It, there's no point to upgrade it right, right now. Um, right. I'm wondering though if they'll because they can do software updates on the current mix amps. Yes, they can. I wonder if they're just going to update it. Just works through USB, no optical port because it works through USB for the PC. Agreed. That'd be why, cool. Why couldn't that be the same on your Xbox Series X? That'd be cool. So I like that. I'm hoping, but of course, Astro wants sales. So why wouldn't they come out with a new headset for the new? That's <laughs> why they came out with two separate mix apps. Yes. One for PS4 and PC, and then one for Xbox One and PC. I'm wondering if you can just like hack the dang thing and program it to like take out the barrier because there's got to be. It's just got to be a barrier. Sure. I have no I, idea. I have no idea. Mm. Like. It, it's, it blows my mind that I can use my 2013 mix amp on all three by a, uh, optical splitter that likes like five bucks online and then buy a couple $5, uh, optical cables and then have everything plugged into one mix amp. It, it boggles my mind that, but you're right. They like money. Will they love money. So I technically can do the same thing, but I just couldn't chat through the Xbox or right or the PS4. Right, but at the same time, does it matter to us though when we don't use our Astro mics for the PC? Do you use your Astro mic on Xbox? Not anymore. Do you use your Astro mic on PS4? I no. So does it really matter to us is what sure. I'm getting at. But what your typical gamer would, Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. What's up Jordan? Welcome as well. Good to see you. Um, Dave states, I bought the A50 because I wanted wireless, so I'm screwed. <laughs> um, you, Beth, you are right. You are 100% right. Beth states, I believe I saw a tweet from Astro saying that all their current headsets will work with Series X. Let me... I'm going to do it live. Fuck it. I'm going to look up that tweet. I'm going to try to find that tweet real quick. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, because I believe I saw the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Which would be very convenient because here it is. March 31st. They pinned it. Perfect. Oh, perfect. We are working with our partners at Microsoft to roll out a firmware update for Mixamp Pro TR, A50 plus base station, and A20 headsets by launch of Xbox Series X. This update will include the ability to deliver game surround sound and voice chat via USB. Stay tuned for future updates. Dave, I'm in the same boat though. I got the uh, the PS4 PC as well, so we're we're both stuck because it's PS4. Oh no! So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the show notes because that I think is important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Is there anything else 
you I or chat wants to talk about with I'm, the reflection corner. I'm good, corner. man. I'm All good. Right. We do have a lot of news. So, regular news. Steve Downs cameo proceeds are going to charity. This is by Steve Downs, a.k.a. the voice of Master Chief, if you don't fucking know that. Uh, cameo.com. Will, do you know what this is? Uh, I do now. Okay. So, for those who don't know what cameo is, you can pay a celebrity to do, like, a shout-out. Like, they, yeah, they'll just do, like, a shout-out. Think mm-hmm. of it like that, right? And so, like, for, like, a birthday party, if you want to tell somebody happy birthday, if you want to tell somebody to fuck off, it's just, you could, you could do whatever. And Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, is on there, and he said that all proceeds from his cameos for the month of April will go to Project Cure, which is an organization that helps in um, the distribution of masks and other medical equipment and so on and so forth. So uh, I think it was 60 something dollars to book him. And I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking about doing it for the show. (laughs) I'm highly thinking about doing it for the show. You just think about it. If if he's, if he says that like at the beginning of the episode, like I'm not going to do the voice because I can't do the voice. But if he says like, this is Steve Downs voice of master chief and you're listening to HCS pro talk. That'd be pretty cool. How cool would that be, right? So, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. I think it'd be awesome. And it'd go to charity. So, who doesn't want that? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, I did buy two of the Halo 5 charity packs. Nice. I bought so, one as well. Um, that just reminded me of that. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, Halo 5, the uh, relief pack, $10. All proceeds go to charity. And you get... I believe it's armor unlocks if you didn't already have them, but if you do have them, it's boosts. Yeah. So do it up. Get your arena XP boosts. Yes. And then and log in once log in once a week and get those packs too. Yes. Which are free. So awesome, awesome. Um next news story, Will. The Halo community update by God damn it. Why do I forget this all the time? <laughs> Unishek. There we go. There it is. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, so he, uh, Unishek did a um, Twitter version of the Halo community update this time around. So just a few things to hit on. There's a Halo Steam sale going on right now. Um, Halo Wars Definitive Edition, Halo Spartan Assault and Spartan, uh, Spartan Strike, uh, Halo the Master Chief Collection, I don't know if there's any other Halo games on Steam, but either way, uh, they're on sale. Check it out. Or get them through Xbox Ultimate Game Pass. Yes, which is a buck right now for a month. Yep. So do that. Do it up. Also, uh, the for MCC on PC, so the whole collection's on sale, but the individual games are too. So keep that in mind. Double XP continues through April 29th, which is awesome for MCC, but it also is for... Halo 5, because for Halo 5 Guardians, double XP continues through April. Uh, April 1st, Hardcore Super Fiesta rotated into Ranked, which obviously already took place. April 2nd, Covenant Slayer, still in there. April 9th, Mythic Shoddy Snipers and Wars on Assault. On April 16th, we have ODST Slayer. April 23rd, we have Rock and Rail. And then April 30th, we have CE Anniversary and Warzone Turbo. All right. The big one. With literally no other information. Halo Esports. Mm -hmm. The HCS team is finalizing details for online tournaments for pro and amateur players, which they'll be sharing soon. Who the fuck knows what that means? Um, 
but I really want that information. I want it now. I'm hoping it's Halo 5. We've seen oh, that'd be nice one. over the last, I'd say, month or so, more pros tweeting and talking about how, Will. oh, Halo 5 was actually pretty good. Will. It'd be nice. Will. Yeah? Halo 5 with an H1 PC 2v2 side tournament. Sure. Uh! All right. It'd be amazing. Um, And then finally, for the Halo community update... Halo runs Grand Prix. Every week, judges pick a campaign mission where speedrunners compete for the best time. After 14 weeks of competition, the runner with the most points will be crowned. Enter the Grand Prix, watch runs online, and follow at Halo runs for all things speedrunning. That's fucking awesome. Literally just talked about last week how uh, they're doing a relief done quick for GDQ and sometimes there are Halo runs in those GDQ events. Now there's just going to be a straight-up Halo speedrunning event that's taking place. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm super excited. Um, Dave asks, why can't I clip things? I want that sound bit. Wh- which one? Which one do you want? If you want one that Will has programmed into the mixer, you just send it his way. I think it's your screaming. Oh my! Ah! Yeah, was that, oh, that, right <laughs> that was it? Yeah, sorry, my apologies. Um, um, I've also experienced like I can't clip anything myself when I've tried. I think it has to do affiliate. I think that you have it. to have affiliate to. I uh, think you need to be affiliate and or partner to, in order to, clip, to clip now. Yep, I think it is. I think that's what it is. There you go. Yep. So. Do it again? All right. Do- He's probably recording the audio through his PC right now. All right, Dave. I'm going to do it in five, four, three, two, one. Ah! There you go. There it is. <laughs> oh, you're not recording. Fuck. <laughs> I literally just did that for no reason then. I I was like giving you a countdown and everything. Man, shit. Derailing the show. Come on. You're just getting <laughs> off? I fucking hate you so much right now. Um, and then Recon states, I'm very curious on that statement for amateurs. Yes. Agreed. Because who in their mind is that? Right? Or what I'm wondering is, is this the opportunity where they finally start really including grassroots tournament organizers into the fold? Because that that's that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, obviously you have pro players compete in those too, but like a lot of the amateur players are going or are, are competing in these community run events that are taking place right now. Yeah. So I don't know. That's part of me just thinks about that. Um Okay. The big news article which I'm going to try my hardest to get through quickly because I already trimmed it down, but I think we might be able to do it a little bit further. So the MCC development update for March, 2020, this is by Postums. These are always lengthy. Strap in. Here we go. Playlist updates. April's playlist update schedule. On April 1st, Mayhem, which is an 8v8 playlist for Halo Comet Evolved, is already out. And then on April 8th, Griffball, 4v4 playlist for Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 4, and Halo Reach. And then the 15th, 21st, and 29th are TBD. So there's that. So there's a design interview um, 
where they talk about the things that I included within this interview were the challenges update, because that's something that a lot of people have been looking for. And I took out the forge and theater stuff that they talked about. It's all in the article. The article's linked in the Google doc of the show notes of the show. Check it out the whole thing. But I wanted to focus on like the challenges, the reason why the update was so fucking massive on Xbox one versus PC. And then the upcoming flight information for Halo 2. So let's get into it. Dana, do you want to talk uh, to that process of how we have collectively worked together across our feedback avenues to take in community feedback as it relates to game types, playlists, and how you approach it? Dana states, so basically a little over a year ago, we kicked off our efforts to starting updating and improving a lot of the matchmaking content across MCC. This has been ongoing for a while now, but we got into this weekly cadence of updates and started really thinking about how we get each title's matchmaking content in a really good spot. Specifically, making sure it's consistent, making sure it's accessible, making sure there are things that are consistent between games so it's not a jarring experience when you're switching from Halo CE to Halo 2 and other games. I want to pause for a second. Who the fuck cares if it's jarring? They're all different. Each game's different. We talk about it all the time. No, no Halo is the same game. Regardless. It's very important that we're also retaining the identity and the legacy of each individual game and what made them unique. I mean, okay. Adding a different playlist isn't going to make that game feel any different. They're going to feel the same regardless. Uh, we spent a lot of time doing that, and the process involved lots of data. This includes looking at various metrics, quit rates for specific maps and their variants. Without getting into the nitty-gritty, we use these pieces of, uh, paired with our own experiences and those of our community to begin to form an opinion. We have various channels for qualitative feedback and combine this with qualitative feedback into the insights um, we can draw from this joint data. I think if you look at either in a vacuum, you can make some assumptions that aren't fully informed and don't tell the full story. Marrying the two together allows us to make better decisions of what works and what doesn't, what can be better, and how our processes can be better. Some of that's involved things like adding new options and granularity for custom game settings to allow us to do things that maybe weren't possible in these games before. And then, I'm excited to get my, for people to get their hands on these. I know that there's still pieces coming together still, but in terms of an area players are going to get some hands-on time within the next flight for Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary, let's talk challenges and their addition to the game. Can you explain these from a top level down in terms of core concepts and what y'all are exploring for in options in game? So I can touch briefly on some goals we had and then Dana can dig into the details of the exploration and implementation. Across Halo games, we've had challenges and are looking at ways to grow them within MCC. In the past, we've had this concept of these daily and weekly challenges in a fixed pool and had different objectives to them. We were looking at that and then asked ourselves two questions. One, does this model fit into how people are playing games today? And two, and what sort of things can we do to expand on that? From this, we came to a couple of different conclusions. One is that we liked what was possible with the philosophical framework we have. We do events right now, and that is something we'll be continuing. We also wanted to prove more opportunity and accessibility to folks who may not be able to play as regularly and miss out on them. Our goal is for challenges to be more flexible and to have larger windows of time for completions. Also offering a variety of words that all feed into our uh, existing MCC progression system. Dana will speak to the evolution and details of the system. To that end, one of the core components of challenges for MCC was to ensure that they are quite configurable. We have lots of freedom in what we can adjust and track for any challenge objectives. Thus allowing great flexibility to provide objectives that touch across a lot of different play styles, skill levels, modes, and activities within the game. 
One of the big challenges with challenges is that we needed a system to drive progress across all of MCC. As Max mentioned, Halo Reach and Halo 4 had their own challenges and were designed differently using systems based on incidents. In MCC, we have to account for the different Halo engines across the collection and needed a more complex system to support this. Our universal system tracks objectives across all the games and supports games agnostic objectives. For example, killing a grunt in Halo CE is treated the same as in Halo 3. Existing data structures that we already tracked within MCC have been leveraged to allow this higher degree of configuration, ultimately providing more unique challenges for players, ranging from short to long-term goals, but they can span many areas in the experience. For example, here's a list of some kind of the challenges you might run into. Kill X amount of units, play X amount of matches of the specific game type in this playlist, save user-generated content, play any time in the month of April. Historically, these have been done manually, but challenges allow us to systematically drive these kinds of objectives and awards. This addition of a more robust system helped to address feedback of wanting more places to earn XP through beyond matchmaking. Awesome. So, in the past blogs, I know we talked briefly about the desire for future unlocks and customizations. Are there any sort of details you can provide about these rewards? So, we're looking at offering different types of rewards for completing challenges. Initially, I think we're looking at experience points and season points. At some point, the goal is for a system to be able to include item rewards as well. Lots to get excited for. To go in a completely different direction, we recently had an update on Xbox recently that was 60 gigs. With it, there was a lot of new content like customization, new features, future setup work, and bug fixes. Do you two want to talk a little bit about how updates to PC are going to bring certain things to Xbox and what that means for file sizes, etc.? Let's chat briefly about the Xbox update. It's always our goal to minimize the size of updates for our players. Well, clearly. <laughs> With such a large surface area of game and the scope of changes that need to be made, this can, t this can make them rather large. Whenever core game data files are updated, this usually means a larger update. We manage this process very carefully to minimize the amount of times this happens. But it is one of those things that can come up. The mindset drove development for features like Intelligent Install where players can choose which pieces of games in MCC they download. We expect some updates will be larger than others, but we'll be as mindful as we can with those updates. And then, what were some of the changes in the recent update that contributed to its size? So with the CE update, because we're developing for the PC versions, we had work that was prep work for stuff coming down the road but some larger changes in terms of file sizes, including resolving water ripples in Halo 4, among other pieces. Some other pieces, including updates to various Forge items across MCC. So there you go. That's why that update was fucking massive. So March flighting is the main point of information here. So if you're in the Insider program and you get into the March or now April flight, pending it being in April, there's going to be a different way that you're communicated to in regards to how you get accepted. Okay. So part of listening to player feedback includes improving the process for how we communicate with you. We are moving away from the previous system of sending multiple emails that contain critical information to help make this process easier and cut down on missing emails and confusion. We're moving to a more of a self-service model and shifting all communications to Halo Waypoint. Guess which website wasn't getting enough clicks? Halo Waypoint. Um, I'm just kidding. So this process is new and will continue to improve prior to the next public flight. The following is the first iteration and, like all work in progress pieces, it may look slightly different when the public flight begins. Here's a look at the current framework. One, 
If invited, you'll receive a notification here on Halo Waypoint informing you, informing you that you've been invited to the flight. Two, you will also receive a message that includes key flight details, including Steam keys, etc. Three, this information will be accessible via your Halo Insider program profile page. You'll be linked to your flight's instructions, details, whether it's Steam, Microsoft Store, or Xbox One, and this page will also include information about the status of the flight, if it's active or ended. If it's a Steam flight, your Steam key will be live here too. And four, the links to your flight, Halo 2 Steam and Halo 2 Microsoft Store, will take you to the Insider Halo support site articles detailing all information you need to know regarding the flight. So Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary Flight Content. Below is a complete list of all content for the upcoming Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary flights for both the Microsoft Store and Steam based on the development spec we created for each unique flight. There may be some slight changes between now and then, but overall this is what we believe will be available in the upcoming public flight. Don't fuss if things change because they usually do to some degree. Also, I want to state this too. Halo 1 and Halo Reach updates are not going to be in this flight. Turns out they were just beyond the scope with everything that was going on. So it's only Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary that are going to be in this coming flight. So new features. Challenge system. This includes a series of challenges players can complete throughout the flight. Customization. Updated customization will be available for players for both Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary. Theater. Theater will be available for use with mouse and keyboard on Halo 2 Anniversary. Campaign. Both Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary will support the following campaign missions with the option for all difficulty levels, single player and cooper uh, cooperative online play. Cairo Station, Metropolis, The Oracle, Delta Halo, Quarantine Zone, and Gravemine. Multiplayer options. Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary will support various maps and playlists for multiplayer. This will include custom games, social games, and competitive games. Below are the playlists and maps that will be available for each title across the various so uh, multiplayer options. Social games include 2v2, 4v4, and 8v8. Um, competitive is Halo 2 Classic Team Hardcore. And then Halo 2 Multiplayer includes Lockout, Midship, Beaver Creek, Burial Mounds, Coagulation, Headlong, Waterworks, Containment, Sanctuary, and Turf. And then Halo 2 Anniversary Multiplayer includes Lockdown, Zenith, Stonetown, Bloodline, and Shrine. And then below is a complete breakdown of settings and options. Uh, settings for controls include you can configure your mouse and keyboard, you can configure your gamepad. Uh, you have field of view, vehicle field of view, gamma, window mode, aspect ratio, resolution, V-Sync, blah, 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 blah. Um... You can change volumes in the game and effects and voice chat and all that fun stuff. You can change your crosshair position, enemy player name color, you have your network stuff, subtitles, text-to-speech, speech-to-text, all that fun stuff. And then, state of the game with Farns. Top community reported issues. These are still issues. Xbox Performance. We are actively investigating the performance issues players are reporting. Our goal is to bring this back to what was prior to the Halo CE launch. Pistol spread for Halo CE multiplayer with higher FPS. We're testing a fix for this now. If all goes well, it'll be slated into an upcoming release. Audio issues. We had hoped to flight these, but found some last-minute showstoppers. The good news is, is that we have the uh, deliveries from Waves for all platforms that are currently in test. As soon as they pass our quality checks, we'll slate them into an upcoming release. Stuttering issue. There's no active development being at this point. Uh, menu performance. Screen tearing and VSync. There are bugs logged and they're still looking into it. Co-op latency. No updates on this one. And there's no active development happening around improving and rewriting the network code around this area of the game. In other words, you're fucked. EAC error messages. 
the anti-cheat error messages, mm-hmm. which we talked about before we started recording the show. Um, they're currently working on updates to prevent these from happening. Double key bindings. Uh, they're still in progress, and they're in prototyping development right now. Mouse input. They've seen the small percentage of people reporting this issue. They're still looking into it. Um, view model, still in development. Idle stops matchmaking. This is still on our list, but nothing new to share on this one as we try to tackle higher priority issues. Aim assist. Excuse me. Aim assist. No updates. And then achievement issues and support tickets. Submit a ticket if you're having these issues to the Halo support site. Actively in development. Progression system improvements, including challenges. UI UX improvements around navigation, roster customization, and many more areas of the game. Text chat improvements and double key binds. In design iteration, additional mod support, video settings and options, in-game FPS cap and adjustments, Steam account linking, and customization improvements. And then in the backlog pending further discussions, input-based matchmaking, regional server selection, cross-play between Xbox and PC, other things as well. But those are like the big ones. And it's upsetting. What's up, Obetafeta? Welcome as well. Hope you're having a great day. Oh, also, what's up, Silos? Welcome to you as well. Looks like crossplay coming anytime fucking no. soon. That's that's still it's still upsetting to me that you allow. To be honest, like realistically here, right? You you allow people to use a controller with aim assist on PC. Myself being one of them, that's what I do. I play with a controller on PC. But you still don't allow crossplay. Well, I don't I have a feeling it has to do with networking and all that. Yeah, that has to be it. Because if you look at otherwise, I don't know what it could be. Modern warfare. It's crossplay. Mm-hmm. I can play at 144 hertz in this monitor. Console players are stuck to 60. But we can still play together. Jesus Christ. It's just, it's still surprising to me. Like, I get it that, it, yeah, custom game browser is huge. I agree. That That's also in the backlog pending further discussions. Awesome. It, it's so sad to me that I get that they have to focus their development on bringing these games to PC finishing that out, getting the bug fixes taken care of. I understand. And there's, there's the other team that's completely working on infinite. Like I fully, I fully understand this. It's, it's just upsetting to me that we're still waiting for what feels like should be a basic thing in like 2020, 2021 games Mm -hmm. to have this cross play with, I mean, you're segregating a small player base already. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you could have, when a new Halo Reach released on PC, it's the first time that's ever happened. It was massive. Like, you had all these people coming in, and then it just kind of mm, drops off a cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have Halo 1 come out. Oh, it's fucking Halo 1. Now we can play two of them. And then mm. <laughs> it's, I know once we have all of them out, things will be better on the PC front. Don't get me wrong. But... I would still just absolutely love if we'd all just be able to play together. 
we're fucking, we're literally talking about two <laughs> Microsoft services here. Windows PCs. Yeah. Which is owned by Microsoft. And then Xbox. Yeah. Which is owned by Microsoft. It, it, oh, it still just boggles my mind. I'm sorry. Going off on a tangent. Um, anything you want to add? Should we move on? I'm good. All right. Anybody in chat? Oh, Beth says, isn't it crazy though? How not all that long ago, the idea of playing with people on other platforms is basically unheard of. I agree. I agree. That's why, that's why I like made that point of 2020, 2021 games, you know, because you're right back just, just a few, a couple short years ago, it was just, nope. Um, that's one of the few good things that I'll admit that Fortnite has done. That's what Beth says. Yeah, sure. Agreed. It's one of the few good things I'll admit that Call of Duty's done too. Um, but yeah, that's it's just it's upsetting to me that it's it's all within one fucking ecosystem and we still don't have it with Halo yet. But here's hoping. Yep, yep. Rocket League has it too. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, ready? Yep. Where are those adventures within the Halo? Yep. Another game to to play this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. I'm good. All right, go ahead. Um, playing Modern Warfare, playing a lot of it because the battle pass ends in a few days, and I'm trying oh. to get to 100. How close are you? I'm at like 95. Oh, you get fucking get there. So they have get yeah. There. Um, I've gra- I've gone like 40 levels this week, which is nuts. Mm. That's a lot of freaking. I take it you got the free the 10. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool. Well, I mean it's free for them, but I mean right. like, it's a cool little thing that they did there. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. For um, those who don't know, if you own the battle pass, then uh, Activision. And like Beth put in chat earlier with the money sign, because they like money, they gave uh, everybody who owns the Battle Pass 10 free tiers. Yes. So that's awesome. Go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, um, I stayed up Friday until 4 a.m. playing Modern Warfare. I saw your tweet. I was like uh, up until 5 and you weren't even tired. Yep. I was like, ah, shit. Like, what am I going to do? I'm sorry to cut you off. I stayed up on... Friday or some shit to like almost 1 a.m. I was fucking dead. Like, yeah. just like, oh my God. I never want to do that again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's like, oh my God. So, yeah, um, I was running. They have a playlist, which is basically Rust and Shipment. And I was working on getting a gold MP7. That was what kind of was my motivating factor to keep playing. And I just kept going. Um, just kept going. I dropped a 50 bomb on Rust. Woo! I got a chopper gunner. It was great. Do you like Rust? The no, new no I hate Rust. <laughs> but you know what? You get fast kills and more XP. Get some so, goddamn kills on that map. So that's why I was playing that because more kills, more XP, more battle pass level. Yeah. That's... Um, only have five more to go. Yep, five more to go. I've been running... Um, I don't run with a gun on shipment. Just knife and riot shield on my back for protection. You just go and run and knife people, and it's it's pretty fun. I would have never. That's a, wow. Because it's so tight of a map. It's creative. You can just like slide around the corner, knife someone. I die a lot, but well, it's I also fun. hate people with ride shields. So like, 
You'd yeah. be the epitome of somebody that I hate on that right. app. Well, I don't pull it out to use it. No, no, I know. You front, just use it for protection. Yeah. yeah. Good. Smart. It's very smart play. Um, and, um, yeah. So running a lot of modern warfare, trying to get that battle pass complete. Nice. Um, ran some war zone to change it up just cause I was playing one mode for so long. I played with you for the first time. Yeah. In Warzone. Oh yeah. We, you, yep. Um, Warzone still just meh. I got pooped on. You you really need um they took away solos. Oh, I think. that's unfortunate. I think because I was trying to find like they had like a, so, a thing where you click solo unless you just go in solo and put don't fill, but I don't think that's the thing. Okay. Um I need to figure it out, but um yeah, running Warzone with two players and not a third teammate really sucks cuz you're always at a disadvantage. That sounds like it sucks. Um so I was running with Joe again. Uh, did some gunfight, won some matches there, lost some matches there. Also played gunfight with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, the 3v3 snipers. Oh, who was I getting pooped on so hard? That was something else. The snipers thing was weird. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really like the level, that level they gave us. Well, we played on, like, three different ones. We played on the ones with, like, the... We were in, like, the showers of the bathroom, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, yeah. And then we played on the one with the so, two, uh, yeah. like, catwalks up above yep. in gulag, the shipment area. Gulag showers, cargo, and, and then, then um, the, the one with, like, the... the bizarre. Hu- yeah, that, I fucking hated that one. Bizarre's horrible. I hate it, too. Um, then again, the people that we were playing against, one of them was, like, really good. Oh, and yeah. he would consistently be the one that got me, and I'm like, I can't. I can't compete with that, so. Yep, gunfight's tough. Um... What else? I did end up getting my gold MP7, so I got all those challenges complete. Nice. Congratulations. It's kind of nuts. Um, gold weapons look really good in that game, too. Yep. I like what they did with them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it starts off with just getting kills and then get um, mounted kills, hip fire kills, uh, get kills with all five attachments, get kills with no attachments, um, get long shot. Long shot kills took me the longest. With the MP7 getting a long oh, shot. Oh, yeah, it's got to be hell. Um, so what I did for that, is I played, um, oh, what was the mode? Um, I played hardcore team deathmatch because it's more realistic. So if you got an MP7, put a little red dot on it, look down long hallways, and just get a couple of head taps, and you're good. That's um, awesome. So that's what I ended up doing for that. I like that. So yeah, all while trying to level up that battle pass. So a lot of time on Modern Warfare this week. Um, hopefully finishing the battle pass out in a couple of days, and I might just put the game down uh, once. Valorant comes out because I've played more Modern Warfare than I feel like I need to. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, basically, Animal Crossing, doing the simple tasks. I still haven't gone to another island. Apparently, that's something that could help me out tremendously. Yeah, if but, you use your if you use your Nook Miles yep. thing, you it'll send tickets. you to a dessert. Like it'll send you to one that has like good shit. Yeah, and then you can always you can. Vi- Dom told me that you can visit friends' islands for free. Oh, really? Yep. Those are absolutely free. Oh, I thought you had to buy a ticket for those, too. Nope. I thought so, too. But no, he's like, you can just join my, you can just come to mine. I'm like, what? And yeah, you just search, you search for your friends, either on your friends list or via code or whatever. And yeah, mm-hmm. just go to their island for free. Oh, awesome. Yep. And then um, community play date, Halo 5 at some MCC. Um, normal shenanigans. You know? Oh, yeah. So that's, that was it. Awesome. Um, Before I do mine real quick. There was a little conversation about Shadowrun in the chat that was taking place. Um, you know what? To be completely honest, I think I may have played one or two rounds of Shadowrun back in the day, so I'm not well-versed in it, but I know that it is very like highly regarded as well. Um, 
Dave said Shadowrun better than Halo 3. I never played Shadowrun, but I, I agree. See, I <laughs> wish I played more so I could shit on that art like uh, opinion. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, and then let's see here. Jordan says that gunfight looks so fun. That fucking, oh man, I did not have fun at all. I mean, I got a couple good snipes. That's it, like two. Like, like maybe so, two good snipes. The thing with gunfight is really knowing the maps. Oh yeah, and and I don't know the maps. Knowing, like, it, any competitive game mode is about knowing maps and positioning and where to be, where to look, where someone right. might peek. Well, when you guys, when you and Joey were saying like, oh, up there, up there, then I could be like, okay, so I'll, I'll just turn, look that way. Mm-hmm. You're right, you're right there. But no, I just, I don't know full on call outs and I don't play on those maps, so I really just mm-hmm. don't know them. Um, then Jordan says, I'm loving this mouse. Thanks for the recommendation. Did you get to uh, Naga Trinity? Is that the one you got? I love mine. It's great for the most part. Uh, Marmar says Shadowrun best team shooter ever. Don't at me. <laughs> Yikes. And then Dave states off topic. Did you guys see the stuff happening with the new cooking mama game? The one that was released and then not released anymore. I actually think there's a, there's an article on that out there right now too. Um, awesome, Jordan. I'm glad you enjoy it. All right. Games I played quickly. Modern Warfare. I played with you and Joey. Yep. I, I had fun for the most part. I just got dicked on a lot. Uh, I'm glad we didn't run into, or what appeared, appearing like we didn't run into any cheaters in Warzone. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact that Joey was close to clutching up a fucking game near stadium when he was in. Oh yeah. Like, because two teams were fighting and they knew where he was, but they both started fighting. I'm like, no way this happens. No mm-hmm. way. It, it was, that was really cool. Um, see in my mind too, like I tried to rotate to probably a little too early because I'm like, we're stuck here. I need to get out. Mm-hmm. And I just got up and tried to run and I got picked off too. Well, see, I flanked, I flanked around the left side, but I, I saw, some, I saw a guy and then I, I had just started shooting and then both his teammates literally showed up oh, and I'm yeah. like, fuck And it's soon because I was in a good spot too, because I knew that they were going to be pushing forward too. Mm-hmm. That was the team that fought the team at stadium. Yeah. After that. So if I just would have waited just a little bit longer, but I didn't. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, and then animal crossing new horizons. I log in daily now because, uh, I try to get those like uh, daily Nook Mile. Yeah. Because every day you log in, you get more and more. Um, and then last night, I spent like a half hour, it felt like, removing every weed on oh. my entire island. Yeah. Uh, the only place I don't have access to yet, I don't have the ladder yet. So I just can't get up higher. But since I have the vaulting pole, I got everything on ground level done. And now I'm starting to like plan in my mind uh replanting trees in specific oh, areas yeah. and start really planning things out so that way I don't have to run everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to starting to percolate up there. Um and then Halo 5 Guardians and MCC, the community play date. It was a fun time. Um yeah, that's what that's what I played. That was it. Will it's time for some shout outs. Um, Josh, you want me to send you the DIY of the ladder? Yeah, please. What's your friend code, by the way? Can you, 
Dave, can you go into our Discord and go to the Gamertags channel and post your friend code, please? Because I scrolled through it and I didn't see it there, and I forgot to DM you about it. So please put your friend code. And also, anybody who's in chat right now, if you're not part of the Discord yet, join it. Will's going to shout out later in the show. Um, and then we have a Gamertags channel in there. If you can, within one post, put all your Gamertags for all your services that you that you play games on. And yeah, add each other up. It's sick. Um, shout out to everyone who joined the community play date. That's what I had. That's <laughs> back on topic. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks everybody for coming out. I hope you guys had fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Some games are better than others. We, I got to do the toot toots. Yep. So that was, that was the highlight of my night. Probably I have a few clips that I've saved. So will I'll send them your way. If you, if you still plan on doing a compilation type thing or anything like that, it, down, down the line, down the line. I'll send you the clips I have. Um, yeah, that's all I got for shout outs. Community creations. Community creations. Halo memes every day. Will found it. Shout out to Will. Uh, Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. And then we have identity, a Halo 2 montage. This is by Kev C. Over on YouTube, check that out. We have a Halo VR fan project by Glitch. It's a it's a video within a tweet. Check that out, pretty sweet. Then we have Halo 5 Retrospect Episode 2, Spartan Charge equals First Person Sprinter. This is by Vito. That's the video that I referenced earlier on in the show. Highly recommend watching that. We have Stream Highlights number 1 by Batchford. And finally, we have Clips of the Week number 48 by High Tech Redneck, which more than likely will go out tomorrow, Beth. I'm hoping, um, in which case I'll put it in the show notes of the show. So <laughs> Batchford. Yeah. His, uh, his like subscriber group, the batch patch, batch packers. I oh, think. batch packers. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That is fantastic. I love that. Oh my God. Oof to doof to. Yeah. Then that guy flipped the elephant. Oh my God. I didn't find out what the person's name was because uh, I was going to ream his ass on this, yeah. this show. Um, okay. Whoever, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I didn't look up the person's name, but to the person who flipped our elephant on that sand trap game, fuck you. Fuck you. That was terrible. Ruined everything. <laughs> Ruined everything. I murdered the hell out of that guy that I proceeded to teabag him relentlessly. Oh, it was upsetting. Very upsetting. Yet, Dave, I, I tried looking for you. Um, I tried add over the week last, just this last week, uh, I was scrolling through my friends and I'm like, ah, Dave and I are not friends on switch. Go to discord. Oh, he didn't put his friend code in your shit, but it's Okay. Thank you for putting it in there. I'll make sure to add you right after this. Uh, well, that's all I got for the community creations. Which means if you could do myself, the listeners, the viewers a favor, plug the show. All right. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. He was revealed that others know about the show. You can join the Discord, join the community discussion. Link will be provided in the Google, Google Doc in the show notes of the show. Or, or the command link. <gasps> join the Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HDS Pro Talk on Halo Waypoint. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, 
We're on Twitch, obviously, and Esportspedia. We have our own website as well. Link will be uh, in that Google Doc. Go check them all out. Or commands, which they're all commands now. All of them. All of them are commands now, except the Twitch one, because why the fuck we put that on there? Yeah. Took us on a, oh, we're already here. Yep. <laughs> we're here. Um, also, I added panels below the stream, too. Oh, oh nice. Yep, nice. so those are there. Check those out, too. Um. Yeah, what if I need the Twitch link, though? Jordan, <laughs> fuck off. Oh, my God. The panels look nice. Thank you. They are free. Shout out to uh, Visuals by Impulse. They're, they're red and blue. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. The PC spec one is nice. I like it, too. Does it bring you to the correct link? I hope it brings it to the correct link. It's a PC part picker link with the studio PC in there. I hope it's correct. I uh, need that mixer link. Get the fuck out of here. God, Dave, stop just typing random shit. <laughs> um, all right. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 121 of HGS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want, uh, I appreciate you guys listening to my rambling. Um, thank you all for being a part of the discussion as well. Thank you all for tuning into the live show for those that are here. I um, also want to give a shout out to our new followers for this stream. We have Voodoo Man. We have Jeebs Beebs which I probably mispronounced again. And then we have Leafy is here. Thank you all very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, stay tuned to after the live show where we have all Q and a, and then for those that are listening to the audio version of this podcast, if you want to join in a little bit of a Q and a session after every single live show, we do a little short Q and a, make sure to tune into live show every Sunday at noon central. If everything goes according to plan. <laughs> and if it doesn't, stay tuned to Twitter. We'll release updates. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. We'll catch you next week. We're going to talk about some more Halo stuff, some more tournament recaps. And then also, I will say this as well. There are two tournaments that are literally taking place right now. It is officially past 2 p.m. Central. And uh, those two include the Penn Halo, Halo 3 2v2, and the H2 Real Ones, Halo 2 Project Cartographer FFA. Those are both taking place right now. Recaps will be coming next week. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for us. We'll catch you next week. But until then, bye-bye.